There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi guys, this is Charisma Carpenter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, your favorite bitch on wheels. You're listening to Buffy Back Issue Bin. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue, the show where we go through all the Buffy Angel and Firefly comics chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we're here to talk about the last arc of the first year of Firefly. That's a confusing sentence, but true. Yeah, for the second time. <laughs> also true. We did this once and I didn't like how it came out, so I thought we would... Attempt number two. <laughs> yeah, try it again, which probably means it'll be better. Or at least we'll have two to pick from. Yeah, I'm not going back to that first one. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, what we have here, we're going to do issues 9 through 12, written by Greg Pak, art for the most part by Dan McDade. There is um, an anchor thrown into issue 10, Vincenzo Federici, and then also part of 11 and 12 are inked. I guess we'll kind of get to that as we do. But let's start off with kind of an upfront blanket statement. And what might that be? This isn't canon. So, and I'm also including part of that statement comes from. I mean, we're doing just nine through twelve here, but this is also including the stuff that has currently been released. Where I'm just at a point where I'm like, no, it's not. So, if this is your first time listening to us, I have bent over backwards to try and make this work. You will find out that Zach is very concerned with timelines and chronology and all of that. And in doing that, we he. Figured out that I did nothing, but he figured out that there's about two months in between the show and Serenity the movie, if you're being pretty generous with how things work. Real generous. And so two months is kind of our maximum amount of time. This year of stories takes place probably within about, I don't know, a couple, two weeks maybe at most. At most, yeah. But the events that unfold during this just, and also post this. And post this. Just make it so that there's points in this in this show and in the film that make it so it just doesn't work. But that being said, I am kind of off the wagon of this being canon. But that also happens with a lot of genre franchises who branch out into comics. Most of them do it. I mean, Star Wars, not as much now. Now that's a little more tightened down, but certainly used to be Star Trek. Alien, Predator, Army of Darkness, all that kind of stuff. That's all has a bunch of comic book stories that aren't canon, and people enjoy them just fine. So if you want to just enjoy this to get more story, more power to you. Enjoy it for what you will, but... Yeah, for the most part, the voices are really spot on. You can definitely hear the characters in them. It feels very much like something that could happen. It just doesn't quite fit in the time that we have. Yeah, so it's not canon. I'm... Still of the mindset that the Dark Horse stuff is, the Boom stuff just isn't. And there you go. And that's just how it is. So... If you disagree with me, I also don't care, <laughs> to be honest. I thought you were going to say that's fine. <laughs> um, well, It I, is fine, by the way. Feel free to disagree with us. I've also always taken the approach of, especially when you're dealing with supplementary material, that canon is what you choose to make it. Yeah, I mean, we did, when we were doing the first Buffy and Angel stuff, and we did... Angel After the Fall, we counted all of a all of After the Fall, but then the stuff that came directly after After the Fall, we took yeah. a little sidestep on. So it's, it is what it is. Canon is what you make it and do what you will. I just didn't want that to, that's not true. That was your idea, not mine. You didn't think that our second time around should be bogged down with me yelling about inconsistencies. To be perfectly honest, I didn't even know that you like processed that I said that, but I'm glad that you did. Yeah, I think it's probably the better way to go about it. 
So we're just going to go through the story as is. And, On its own merits, not worrying about the canon. Yeah. Because we just went over that. Because it's not, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, All moving right. right along Where the to non-spoilers. No, that's the ro- that's what we do for Patreon. This is a- moving right along <laughs> to what happens in the story. Guys. By the way, if you do want to sign up for our Patreon, I go issue by issue where we do non-spoilers and then spoilers. It's very confusing if you're on my end of things. You just heard a quick preview of how it starts. All right, we open up this story with Ma Reynolds hearing that her son has been captured. Also, Ma Boss Moon. Um, who's way cuter, by the way. She's pretty adorable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, she actually seems to be concerned. Ma Reynolds is more frustrated that Mal got himself caught, whereas Ma Moon is just yeah worried about her daughter. So they get this news that we cut over to Mal and Boss Moon, and they're still captured by the Unificators, and their reaction is to let in the giant bugs, which don't work in this world. Not Ma- canon. Mal, I thought we were going to drop it. Sorry. <laughs> Mal and Boss Moon's idea, not the Unificators' idea. Yeah, they let in the giant centipedes. Are they even the Unificators? I think they're just Alliance people. I thought they were Unificators. I'm like 98% sure they're just Alliance people because we then cut to Unificators trying to make a deal with Zoe to work together to reclaim their lost people. That does happen. There's three groups here that have some fluid... Four groups. Okay. There's Mal and Boss Moon. There's Anara and her governor friend, whose hair color will change based on the issue. Sometimes he's very old, which means he has dangly old unfortunate bits that Anara had to deal with. Or sometimes he's not that old. Then there's Jane and Kaylee and Bandits. Leonard. Leonard. (laughs) And then there's also Zoe's doing her own thing. And then there's also Wash and Book. They're and and Simon and River. Yeah. So what I meant by my so okay so Serenity's crew is split up into four groups, but or more. I just lost count. Or more. <laughs> but what I was really talking about is there's three kinds of there's the Alliance, there's the Unificators, and there's the Brown Coats as well. You really didn't react to that whole old balls thing. I just was gonna move along and hope that it died. It didn't <laughs> die. It came back. <laughs> It's too late to deal uh, with that right now. So so dangly. It's too late for that. So here's the tricky part about these four issues. You have at least four groups of Serenity people to keep track of, plus three overarching groups. And the alliances, alliance is a poor choice. The connections between all of them are tenuous and change quickly. Yeah. There's the alliance, the unificators, all of Serenity's people, and also Ma Reynolds. So plus the brown coats. You forgot about the brown coats. <laughs> And we're kind of identifying some of the issues here. It's kind of messy. Messy is a great word for it. It's just hard to keep track of sometimes who's friends with whom at one point and what each group's goals are because it's not really clear what anybody's goals are. I've read these issues three times now and I was just doing it right before we were recording and I was still backtracking. I'm like, I'm mean, hang on. Where what are we? Who? What? So there's a bit too much of that. Yeah. I like complexity. I'm all for complexity. I think where we start to get a little bit lost is just in the I don't even know what anybody wants. Is that at some stage. So Zoe and the Unificators are like, let's team up to save Boss Moon and Mal, because Mal ran away from Anara's plane with dangly balls. And Meanwhile 
Meanwhile, Zoe is with a bunch of brown coats and is accidentally pulling them into this. But they want to fight, and then Mal's ship is... The brown coats want to fight. Yeah. Mal's... And Zoe loses control of them. Mal's ship. I swear to God, I'm going to get the sentence out. Not Serenity. <laughs> the ship ah, that Mal is no. on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we got a few more of these. The ship that Mal is on with Boss Moon is shot down. They're alive. A guy named after someone who works at Boom shoots them down. Last name's Singh. I think that's how you pronounce it. He has two angel tattoos, so good on him. He's old school with his fandom. And he's a brown coat, right? No, Unificator. He's a Unificator. He's a Unificator. That's right. That's right. And as they're shot down and ships are all converging around this, like, we got to save them, or we're from the governor, or we're the Alliance, or we're the Unificators. It turns out, of all the places they could possibly be shot down, it's in Serenity Valley. Yep. So. Confused yet? I, <laughs> you should be. So then this becomes even messier because now we have the alliance that we think is about to show up at any moment. The brown coats are kind of itching for a fight, led, not really led by Zoe, kind of mutinying against Zoe. But not fully. But not fully. The unificators are bristling at the sight of Serenity Valley as well. And in steps Anara's friend, the governor, who she thought she'd be able to use to pardon Mal, but instead he's going to go to war himself with maybe some war crimes. Yes. So the governor, here's the other tricky part. The governor is with the alliance, basically. But As because be. he's friends with Anara, because he's friends with Anara, it gets a little bit trickier. There's just, it just gets a little murky about what people want when. Got how gray his hair in this next issue compared to the fine brunette he was before. Hmm. But yeah, so he's going to go to war with the Alliance. My God, I feel like this is our second go at this, and it is still kind of a cluster. Or as Zoe would call it, a cluster rut. And to that I say, no, it doesn't work like that. Also, what happened to swearing in Chinese? It's a good point. Went away totally. That's a great point. And I know that rutting, you know, was a nice stand-in for fucking and all that, but... It doesn't work in every situation. No, it doesn't. And I noticed that at one point, but then you never said anything, so I hoped that you missed it. But after reading it three times, you picked up on it, <laughs> and I was sad, and I'm sorry to all of you listeners as well. All right. Issue the 10th. This is when we see um, a change in Anchor. Dan McDade up to this point has fully been doing the art, and we get a full Anchor in here, and we get a par the same Anchor partially inking 11 and 12, and to be honest, usually when you see things like that, when you see some kind of change in the status quo, there usually means there's some kind of rush, whether it's deadline or otherwise. We kind of see a bit of a dip in the quality of art. It's not a, I usually try and be pretty generous with that stuff, but to be honest, yeah, there's a bit of a dip, mostly in the faces, which seem to be more an impression of the characters than, you know, model. I Let's just burn it down. I, um... I don't really have a problem with the art. I just got lost because there's quite a few ships. Let me jump forward to issue 11 and show you those faces. Boom. Page one. Mm, faces. True. They are a little more cartoon-like. But there's, one. there's a lot of ships, and there's a lot of times where these ships crash. There's like three or four times where ships crash. And I can obviously at this point recognize Serenity. Let's hope I can. But I wasn't great at recognizing the other ships, and it was very confusing to me as to who was crashing. So the brown coats arrive at Serenity Valley. And they start taking over the towns around it. They don't seem great. The brown coats? Yeah. yeah they don't seem super nice. 
Mal in his two foot wide arm uh punches out Sing. Yeah. Look how wide is that arm? Okay. Okay, so you're right. Details, details. And at this point, Mal and Zoe are still trying to get everybody to just not get into a war. And also get back together. They're still apart. Right. But everybody from the Unificators to the Browncoats to the Alliance seem to be itching for a reason to fight. Yeah. I mean, now Mal's with Singh. The Browncoats are down. The other members of Serenity are elsewhere. And Mal and Boss Moon are, are definitely friends at this point. There's no more... There's a team up. She's pointing a gun at Singh. He's like, hey, stop pointing a gun at me. I thought we were on the same side. Uh, meanwhile, the Browncoats have found Wash and Book, and they've captured Wash and Book. That happened before. That did, but... It's just been a few issues. And yeah, and we're still just captured, and not much is really happening there, except they're trying to get them, get these Browncoats to support Zoe. Except one of them punches Wash in the face, and they put him in a cage. It's not going well. meanwhile and then he dances for dollar bills not true meanwhile jane finds a bank to rob and so does chang benitez and he's like well it's kind of what i do yeah leonard i'm a robber kaylee's like how can you rob something we've known each other for like four minutes two days maybe and i know you so well and he's like i'm gonna go be a dashing rogue or something and kaylee goes along too for good measure i like the the second he disappears simon's like well that's the last we've seen of him. Come back to pining after me. <laughs> and Kaylee's like, no. So she runs after him. And then River says they need to go get a shuttle so it could be the getaway car. Boy, I know. I'd also like to add another addendum while we're here. Addendaway. I very much like the people that work on this book. Writer, artists, editors, other people involved in the studio. I have nothing against a single person doing any of this, and I think everyone is trying to put out the best product they can. I truly do, and I truly do like the people involved in this book. So, I don't know. I do have my criticisms of it, but also, addendum the third, I want this stuff to be good, and I don't have things where I'm like, I need you to hit certain story points, or I like my Firefly this way, or anything like that. My whole thing is, is I'm a fan of it, and I just want it to be good especially a story where there aren't that many stories out there in this world so my criticism comes from a place of i don't know my own fandom yeah i i'm not gonna fawn over something just because it has a name on it i have a few minor things i wish that there were a map at the beginning of each of these issues even just like reminding me where in relation to each other are all of these characters does that make any sense totally like a map even just a map that I could reference, like in Lord of the Rings, and I could go to the front and reference it again and say, wait, where's Mal? Oh, he's at Serenity Valley, and that's here in relation to where Wash and Book are. That's over here. And then we left Serenity over there, and that would that would clear things up for me a lot. I had a hard time visualizing where everybody was, and I don't know if that's just me or what, but anyway. So Zoe finds Mal in her ship, and they hug and... Mal's like, you can't shoot Boss Moon. We're friends now. We're the best of friends. I talked to her mom. She seems fine. And Boss Moon is like, try not to get him killed. Yeah, and then Mal's like, hey, the, the fight's all over. We have all the brown coats with us. Call the unificators off. And then she's like, yeah, well, here's the thing. The Alliance is here now. Right. And it seems that the unificators are not 100% with the Alliance all the time. But in this case, when it's the brown coats involved, the unificators, I think, are more on the Alliance side for the most part. 
And then a bunch of bombing takes place, and wouldn't you know, it's not the Alliance or the Unificators, it's Mal's mom. Dun dun dun. Just because we needed more plot points happening here. She blows up a bunch of stuff. She does. So she shows up and she's like, Mal, I always have to come get you out of trouble. We're going to win this war this time because remember that time that they had like chemical warfare on our home planet of Shadow? Yeah. Kind of, well, not chemical, whatever. I'm sure the chemicals are involved, I'm, but yeah, really I'm sure just it's chemical blew warfare. It yeah, it just really destroyed everything. And she's like, yep, that's why this is going to be payback for it all. We get a flashback of Mal as a child who coincidentally likes to wear the exact same clothes he wears as an adult. What are the chances? Okay, do you dress any differently from when you were a child? You wear jeans and t-shirts and sweatshirts. I mean, it was the 90s, so there was a lot more, you know, stretchy cuffs at the bottom of my pants. Volume to your clothing. I think I I used to dress a lot more colorfully as a child. A lot more Turtles-related items. No, I'm just like, it's a black t-shirt and jeans. Great. I'm a messy eater. I spill. I really need to wear black. Oh my gosh. It's not even, that's like a, I can't wear light. That's like something a four year old (laughs) says, but it's so true guys. I don't even know. I don't even know. I got to wear black t-shirts. Oh my gosh. Anyway, moving on. But no, so we get a sad Mal. We get a sad Simon because a bank's being robbed with his romantic rival, Chang Benitez. And then in comes Serenity with Anara on it. Anara flew Serenity. Good for her. But also, her friend, the governor, says that he can't make any promises about anybody's safety anything. anymore. Dun, dun, dun. Because his hair is a different color again. Basically, because Ma Reynolds came in blowing things up, it gave the, the Alliance an excuse to come and blow things up as well. Yeah, Kaylee's all excited. She's like, Anara, you flew the ship. And also, Mal and Zoe are here now. Yay, we're almost all back together. Yeah. But they decide that they can't let this planet get blowed up a bunch. So Mal is going to fight. Adara wants to get away, but he can't let this happen. So as they prepare for war, Mal and Anara have their first kiss. But also, while they're kissing, which is one of the many reasons I don't think this is canon. We go to another reason why I don't think this is canon. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> we see Kaylee talking with Chang Benitez, and he's like, I'm a bandit, and I've tried to r- run away from you, but I've known you for two days, and I love you. And instead of Kaylee being like, that's a ridiculous thing to say because we don't know each other and that's stupid. Why don't you go be weird somewhere else? She instead goes, you said it out loud. I can't even. Oh, and they kiss and she jumps into her arms and she wants to run away with him. Yeah. So here's the tricky part is that I feel like the story makes Kaylee an idiot. The Kaylee that we know and love would be all about having a fling with Chang Benitez. Oh, totally. She would be all about falling in love with him, but I don't see her Falling she, deeply in love with him in two days. She'd be all about like a passionate flirt. Or two flirt. weeks. We've, like, we've seen her with a passionate flirt. Yeah, I just don't. And Kaylee's, you know, totally fine with sex with a rando. Also fine. But the idea that she's just like fallen in love with this person who says it in such a short period of time, I think just makes her come off like an idiot. And I, the character isn't. You could say, like, the character, like, you know, she's very much leading with her heart, but not like this. There's a level of, like, passion and flirtation, and then there's a level of stupid. And there's also, as much as Kaylee is a romantic, she's very down-to-earth as well. She's this very interesting mix of the two of them. And I think that her down-to-earth side would win out almost every time. Well, we're first in, in flashback introduced to Kaylee when she first on Serenity, and she's having sex with mal's first mechanic she has no respect for him whatsoever she thinks he's an idiot 
But she's just fine to, you know, he's pretty, so. Yeah. Or even when we see her um, flirting with Tracy, who's kind of like showing her some attention, the second that she finds out that like things are awry, she walks away from that so fast. Yeah. And I and I can also, I struggle because the Kaylee that we know and love is going to be so incredibly worried about Mal and about Zoe and about her part in the whole thing. Or even Serenity. And how can she help and where's Serenity and the part where she's like, Nora, you flew her. That felt like Kaylee. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, that was just a thought that I had as well. And also, I probably brought this up in the last one, but we also know if this book is trying to potentially stay in the realm of canon, we know that there really can't be any continued romantic stuff between Kaylee and Leonard because she mentions a line where she said that she hasn't had sex in over a year because she was carrying a torch for Simon. Yes. Even though she's only known him for eight months, so there's a bit of a dry spell in there. So, anyway. We, I can't help that thing. We, I don't know where I was going with that sentence, other than the Kaylee that I know and love from the show, I can totally see her having a flirtatious affair with somebody else, especially because Simon doesn't really seem super great about expressing his own feelings. No. And so I can totally see her moving on in a way, but to consider running away with him and leaving Serenity and leaving Mal and all of that, that doesn't quite feel right to me. But who, what do I know? I'm not the creator. <laughs> I'm a lady on a podcast. Yes, you are. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, we're moving on. The brown coats are ready to fight as they've been kind of taking over towns. But the big problem are the land burners that we've heard about. Yeah, the chemical things. Essentially, they just look, it sounds like what it is. There's, yeah, they're going to really blow this place up in long, streaky bits. And so Mal, Boss Moon, and Zoe hatch a plan to sneak Mal and Zoe into the Unificator world. Slash the Alliance world. They dress them up in Alliance slash Unificator uniforms. Mal's uh, badonkadonk is too big for the pants. You know that apple bottom. We've seen it before. And so they get there. You are really giving me nothing. <laughs> You're just going to move on steal, from everything. Yes. Yes, I will. They steal um, half the land burners and fly them away, which is good. Yeah. And they have proof that there are land burners there because the land burners are a war crime, an international interplanetary. Interplanetary, universal. War crime. Studio that put out the movie. <laughs> And Their so, Blu-rays are a war crime. Come on, Universal. You have terrible Blu-rays. And so... Look, they blow them up. Yeah. And, and, they, and they win, but the governor but doesn't die. here's the confusing part to me. If there's these terrible, terrible, terrible bombs called land burners, and Mal and Zoe blow up the ship with half of them on it, number one, how do they survive? Because if you're blowing up multiple land burners at once, it feels like, I don't know, that that would create a fireball that would go burning at least a quarter of a mile and secondly how does that not create as much damage as blowing them up on impact i don't know i yeah it's all i struggled with that one look they blow them up they save the day so they can't be burned down jane who has previously mentioned robbed a bank has the equivalent of cartoon sacks with dollar signs except instead they just have an alliance symbol on it seriously this looks like a warner brothers cartoon it is comical how hilarious these sacks full of money look but and they pay people off they're like all right we devise a plan to get everybody out all of our serenity crew out of there by paying off all the brown coats and all the unificators i don't know if the unificators get paid off but the brown coats definitely get paid off with 
sacks of money. And Ma Reynolds, and they all go their separate ways, and Anara's friend, the governor. Gets arrested for war crimes. Yeah. For having the land burners, and then for trying to use the land burners. Yeah, against the civilian population, and he's like, Anara, I thought we were friends. Friends bolded, because, you know. Oh my gosh. Sexy time. Guys, But she's no. like, you're not the only friend I have. I know you've all heard this, but it drives me up a wall when we italicize or bold words in dialogue and comics. I can figure out the important parts myself. I don't need that extra emphasis. It drives me up a wall, especially when it's like people's names. I know you're, I don't know. I just. The lettering in here is fine, but my, I mean, I'm not going to point to a specific example. My favorite ones in comics are when they have bolded words. I'm like, why is that one bolded? Doesn't even make sense. But, like, it brings you enjoyment, and it makes me so upset. So upset, guys. But whatever, so... Every comic does it. It's not this one. It's not anyone in particular. Every single one. It's just a pet peeve. You also got real annoyed when they would say that he was Anara's friend and bolded, and then they would (sighs) wink at you and raise their eyebrows a couple of times and make a sexy whistling noise. Anyway. To let you know that her courtesanting courtesanted his way. You put a T in courtesan? I don't know. There's no T. I mean, there is a T, but not at the end. In the middle. (laughs) But while everyone's escaping, like, oh my god, but how will they get away from the Alliance? The Alliance is going to be on their tail. Mal decides to turn himself in as the war criminal, Malcolm Reynolds. So the rest of his crew escapes while Mal is kind of leading everybody on a goose chase because he's turning himself in. And he goes to court and they're like, Malcolm Reynolds, your sentence is to go hunt down your mom or you're on probation. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And that's where this one ends. <sighs> we recorded this podcast twice. I've read these comics multiple times now, and it is still hard to streamline the plot. And I don't truly don't know if that's coming in from the overall plotting, just the layout of the art. But the flow of this is confusing, and I felt like I had to backtrack a lot. When we were leading up to this arc, we kept on saying, well, we're building to something, well, we're building to something, well, we're building to something, like every issue we were saying that, and then when we got there, it felt like it all just kind of collapsed out all at once, like it was like a big bag full of stuff that just got dumped simultaneously. So, I know that I was the one who was like, let's just say that it's not canon and then talk about this arc without worrying about that part. Now that we've talked about the whole arc really succinctly, we don't think it's canon necessarily because a few things. We talked about Kaylee and Leonard. We talked about Mal and Anara kissing and how that's such a huge thing, their relationship in Serenity, that it doesn't quite feel right that only two months before this would be happening. But the biggie is the fact that they essentially, in this book, fought a second small war at (laughs) Serenity Valley. (laughs) And there's all kinds of bits of dialogue in the movie that contradict this. There's stuff like Jane literally confronting Mal. is like, Battle of Serenity, Mal. Like, how many of your crew get out of there alive? And Mal could have been like, well, two months ago, a bunch of them. Don't you remember? You were there, too. Or when Mal and Anar are talking, actually, directly after that conversation with Jane, and she's like, I want to know what side of you I'm dealing with. He goes, I start fighting a war. You're going to see something new. Guess what? Just fought one very recently. Yeah, it's... Yes, so... Basically, it got a little too big for the time frame that we have. Which is fine. Comics should be... Should be big and exciting and bold. You should have bombastic kind of stuff. But where this doesn't work is... In this particular time frame. Yeah. Because I feel like 
the reason that you do this time frame is because you want to have the story and characters established, but you also want to use them all. You want to be able to use Wash and Book. Except here's the thing. How many times do we bring those names up? Wash has some fun little one-liners every once in a while. Book did a lot. Wash and Book did a lot in the first arc of this. When they were with the pilgrims and all of that, they were super important there. Wash even had the moment where he shot Zoe in the leg and then Zoe shot him in the leg like four minutes ago in the story's timeline. Their knees are fine. Anyway. My knee popped six hours ago and I'm still not quite over it. <laughs> and that Maybe was just, that's because you're old. And that was just for me standing up. I think I think that says more about your oldness than... <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Oh, I, oh, I just yelled. I was in the garage. I didn't know if you heard it or not. No, I didn't oh. hear that. Anyway, so just so you guys can know what we were thinking, but please do let us know what you think if you disagree with us. Yeah. By all means, let us know. But the other part is, like we said at the beginning, just because we don't think this is canon doesn't mean that this story isn't valid on its own as well. I would also, because we are kind of looking back at the whole year of this, which was what the story was pitched as, like we're doing monthly books, the story is a year. I think the story started out incredibly strong. The first arc is so solid. And again, the people involved with the creation of this book, I think are all very talented people. But I mean, the world of comics, you know, there are so many of them. Sometimes things hit, sometimes they miss. And for me personally, this one just wasn't for me. Right. I love the character of Boss Moon. I love that. Yeah, she has a fun inclusion. I love how she has grown as a character throughout these books. I love that she feels very naturally included. Yeah, she doesn't feel like... I don't feel like we got this character shoehorned in like... She's not a poochie. I don't know what that means, but... That was a Simpsons thing. Itchy and Scratchy were getting bland, so they introduced a new cool character that didn't work, so then they killed him and sent him off to his home planet. So, Connor. She's not Connor. Excuse you. She's not Dawn. All right. (laughs) I like Connor. Anyway. But yeah, she doesn't feel like that. She feels like a very interesting piece as well because we've never really seen mal have to deal with an alliance related person for this long and how that relationship would function because mal does tend to make friends in odd places and so i can totally see somebody who is tangentially related to the alliance mal forming this kind of a friendship with and i like that and as much i was a little harsher on the I was much harsher, let's be real, on the art this time than I have (laughs) in the past, but I have liked a lot of the art in this overall story. I've enjoyed kind of the, kind of like loose feeling to it, which does feel like kind of, it fits the tone of what the story should be, which I liked that a lot. And I've liked a lot of the coloring on it too. I mean, I like it when you're kind of getting your reds and your browns that kind of reflect this world. Yeah. There, there is a lot to like there. I just. For you, it's hard to get uh, over the canon part. I'm ignoring that for the I think, yeah, the canon thing, it's like, that's fine. Because there are so many, like I said, genre stories out there that not everything's canon. That's fine. Don't worry about it. But I think the story, because the plan was a year, and I don't know how well planned out that was, but I feel like the balance was off. Yes. Of where to put story points, that it just, there's a world where this works, and I just don't think it was balanced correctly. Also, I think this would work better if it was a post movie kind of story because you know i know that there's that very small gap that we have in there but i don't really care because i know where we're going yeah i also think back our favorite arc 
I'm lumping you in on this one. It was the first one. Yeah, definitely. Um, And but- that felt very much like an issue, like an issue, like an episode or a double episode, but something that felt within that world. And then how we transitioned into this storyline was at the very end of that arc, all of a sudden flyers fell from the sky and proclaimed Mal and Zoe to be war criminals who were being hunted. So intrigue. Yes. But it's like those two things could have been divorced from one another. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the war crime thing could have happened at a different point and that's fine. I would have been even interesting. I would have found that really interesting as well. If the operative somehow worked his way into this, if he was one of the people who was searching for Mal and Zoe or if that doesn't work. No, but I like something. He made a quick cameo at the end of the very first Serenity three parter. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. You're right. Um, Never mind. And I know they're still pushing forward with the story mostly because we're a couple issues into it already. But if it were me and it were, you know, what I would want to see, I want to see post-movie stuff. And I mean, especially I'd like to see that Dark Horse trilogy kind of wrapped up. But also, if you just decide that you don't want to finish the trilogy, at least try something new. So anyway, do you have any other thoughts on this one? I don't know. I feel bad that I was harsh to it. Well, I, I don't know if I was even harsh. Was I harsh? Probably. I don't know. I don't... I. The point of the show is literally to elevate things that we like. So, but it's also not to blindly sign off on them. It's a lot more fun to elevate than it is to tear down. Yeah. So I don't really, if there's stuff I don't like, I don't really like just dwelling on it, which is probably why this ending has been so long, because I'm trying to find good things to say. The character moments have been really awesome. Boss Moon has been a really awesome addition. I think there's promise here. I just, I think this one just got a little big for the time for its britches in which a it little was, too big for them in which it needed to go. It's a spender held up britches, but all right, let's just stop because I think we've kind of made the point. And boy, this was this this is the kinder version. <laughs> anyway, tell us what you guys think. Tell us how you thought that this first year went. Are you excited about continuing with it? Let us know what your thoughts are. Yeah, if you want to write us, you can do it at editors.comics.com. If you want to get issue-by-issue reviews, non-spoiler and spoilers, minimum of a buck a month, you can find that over at patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. Plus, at this point, a pretty decent backlog of those Patreon episodes that will never be released anywhere else. So there you go. I've thought about it. Like, do I want to release these, like, you know, a year or two down the road? And the answer is no. <laughs> so Because anyway. if you thought this version was honest, those are the real honest ones. <laughs> so anyway... I guess we'll talk to you guys next time for Hellmouth. Hellmouth. All right. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.